Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. I'm Katie. I'm Sean, and today we are going to be talking about all sorts of things we don't even know what we're going to talk about. But Well, the first thing we have to share, I shared on my Instagram stories and I got a lot of positive feedback and people want to know more. The, you got serenaded recently. Mm, it was an interesting moment. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to a local um, convenience Let's store. Let's set the stage. Mm-hmm. It's a Monday afternoon. It's like 90 degrees in Austin. Super hot. Sean has beer night with his buds on Monday nights. He has to get said beer. To, yeah. To, they're like beer sommeliers. Like, this is a hint of a wee beer, maybe. It's a sour. <laughs> but IPAs, we don't like those. So we go to our little local mart to pick up the beers. And we're just perusing. I'm there because I just want to get out of the house. I got myself a, a double golden ale that is pretty grapefruity. You can only really drink like three quarters of one. But hey, you try new things. It scratched that itch. You know? It did. And I like Doghead Brewery. So we got some stuff. And as we're getting some stuff, we are approached by a gentleman who begins a conversation by saying to Sean and I, as long as you two just keep loving yourself and enjoying your beers, you'll be good to go. Right? And he goes to fist bump Sean. And I'm like... This guy's weird. Sure. Sean fist bumps him. I'm like, conversation's over. I'm just going to be pleasant. You know, hi. You know, I'm still looking at beers. I move down the aisle slightly. Yes. And then he doesn't keep walking. Mm-hmm. He he stares at me intently. And I'm like, oh, no, what is this guy? You know, mm-hmm. where is this going? And uh, he starts to tell me that he and this is why I could never be a therapist when people tell you things, you know, mm-hmm. they feel compelled. But he, he told me that um, he uh, was just divorced or his wife had just no, left just him. separated for one month. Yeah. Her name was Michelle. His name was Michael. Right. And then he started quoting biblical verses. But before um, that, he started, he said, I told her he had his wedding ring. He said, and I told her, baby, it ain't over till it's over. And I was like, that's the end of the singing, right? No, he had three more verses that he went through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, he, he started talking about the archangel Michael or mm-hmm. whatever um, and getting yep. up to the gates of heaven. And yep. I was like, is this guy suicidal? Like, what is going on here? Very. He's also, just for clarification, he's by this point, actually, after the fist bump and him continue to talk, we both became acutely aware of the fact that he is very intoxicated yeah but he he was very still mm-hmm. so you, hey he you wasn't know, doing the sway thing no but you know you could smell the alcohol on him and i was like oh man this guy's in trouble mm-hmm. um and as that happens he takes a knee and he starts serenading me with another song with his arms like so and i don't know what to do <laughs> you know i uh, have to at that point remove myself from that aisle to go to the front of the aisle so I could hide my face while I laughed. Yeah. Quietly to myself. Well, it, it was comical and we didn't really know how to... I didn't know what to do and I just kept saying like, yeah, have a good rest of your day or thanks for saying hi. We just tried to like wrap it up, wrap it up. Yeah. But no. No. Um, and then he got up and then he wanted to shake my hand and he wanted to tell me more about, uh, you know... What's this, ailing him, which yeah, I understand. Um, and boy, it was tough. And finally I was like, okay, well, you know... Um, I, I hope, you know, I wish you a, a good day, sort of. Deal. Good day, sir. He followed us to the checkout because there is like half of the place is, a, is like a grocery store and half of it's like a restaurant slash bar. 
Yeah. And he'd clearly been at that restaurant like a slash diner. bar, mm-hmm. like a little diner for a while, maybe. But you had gotten the scoop from the lady who was working behind the cash, like, mm-hmm. oh, is Michael serenading someone? Yeah, she goes, nothing like a serenade from Michael. So they knew him. At that, at which point he tells me, oh, he's robbed the place before. I'm like, what? He's been kicked out. I'm like, is he an alcoholic or something's wrong? Something's up. Yes. And, um, and this was, again, Monday afternoon. It was like, difficult to see. Like five o'clock. Yeah. But uh, I hope. I hope he wasn't driving. I guess like 6 o'clock. Yeah. It was not my responsibility. It was the store's responsibility. Mm -hmm. They clearly were serving him. Maybe he was served before he got there. They didn't know he's only had two beers. I have no idea. I don't know how to handle situations like that when someone makes... But anyways, I wasn't sure if he was going to start a fight or not. I'm a walk-awayer. He was friendly. So nice to meet you. Have a good rest of your day. Walk away. Yeah. It was was strange. An odd encounter. So that was the beginning of our week. That was, Um, yeah. But I, I kept it cool and I... I said I, I felt bad, you know, that he was in mm-hmm. that situation, and you know, I I hope that uh, he has someone to talk to, and I, you know, like I, I didn't know what to say, and then finally I said goodbye and mm-hmm. went to the cash, well, we and they followed out. me to yeah. the cash, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh no, uh, but we were able to. I think the did the lady distract him? Did she talk to him or something? I, I don't really know, but you were like, oh, I'll get the box because I was picking up because we had like two six packs and like a, a loose beer or something so they put in this little box for us and i was like oh i picked up sean's like oh i got it and then i think i just said to him it's so nice to meet you michael have a good rest of your day and we just left yeah. like you just have to leave i was worried that he was going to come outside follow us to our car and keep talking i was like oh man i just say we have friends coming over we gotta go you yeah. gotta make up an excuse you gotta get out of there <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that was, Sean was more nervous than I was. I just thought it was ridiculous and hilarious because he was being, he sang a lot. He sang so much. Yeah. He sang a little George Harrison. He sang a little Lenny Kravitz. And, but it was weird. Like it it could have, I think it could have gone either way where he may have uh, picked a fight as well. He just seemed like out of it. And I didn't, my spidey, you know, you have to trust your intuition. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we should be getting out of here. Well, I immediately was like, I don't want to engage with this person because he's drunk. Yeah. But there was nowhere for me to go. The aisle was. No, I don't. I'm not saying we did anything wrong. I'm just saying like, that was my immediate thought was like, oh, he's wasted. Yeah. No. (laughs) And you have to, you know, have, when you're talking to someone like that, you have to acknowledge them. You know, you don't want to brush them off or say something glib or, you know, rude, which I wouldn't anyways. But, you know, I, you know, I have empathy. The guy just told me he, his wife and he you know so I, yeah got separated it, anyway so that's oh, how we started our week it was that interesting. was it was interesting it was exciting we barely leave our house so the fact that we encountered that was kind of funny to me yeah um and sean got serenaded how romantical mm-hmm. and by a drunk man in oversized sweatpants yeah <laughs> an interesting day for sure for sure yep and so here we so, are on wednesday and um, here we are we're moving on hey uh I have a question about plastic surgery. Oh, okay. I'm thinking about it. No. A little. Uh, Already said no. Nip and tuck here and there. No. No. But uh, you never on, look like you after it's not right. That's right. And okay. I'm on Instagram mm-hmm. and I was there. There's someone sharing photos of celebrities. And I don't talk about this to shame people, mm-hmm. um, but it, it does look bizarre when people start going down the rabbit hole. Like of, Madonna's gone down quite a rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And this account is sharing photos. Like here's Kim Basinger. I'll put them on the screen. Oh, beautiful woman before. Yeah, she, the, uh, you know, oh, but they all not, seem to get fair. the same. Here's Lara Flynn Boyle. They all seem to get the same look, like the the lips, the nose. Um, oh, Pamela Anderson. I mean, we saw her they, in the documentary, Pamela Anderson. Yeah, yeah it's uh, she's married. That's a funny Denise Dickinson. Denise yeah. Dickinson married. So there was a psychiatrist I used to know in uh, 
Los Angeles uh, Gurner, right. uh, Dr. Gurner. He married her. He was her doctor for a while, her psychiatrist, and then stopped seeing her. And then they got started dating. And I'm an married. advocate for that. You know, if, uh, if you're someone's psychiatrist no. and get married, no. they know all your stuff. No. I, <laughs> Here's I, Tori I, Spelling. She had gone down the plastic surgery rabbit hole. Melanie Griffith. For a while. And yeah, I don't love it. Meg Ryan. Oh. But it's always the same look. It's strange. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if when you first, you know, when you get your hair done, it's been so many years for me, but when you mm -hmm. get your hair done yes. and the hairdresser makes it look really nice mm -hmm. and then you get home and you try and style it yourself and it just doesn't. I don't think that's the same with your face. It shouldn't move around like hair. Like yeah. when my hairstylist does my hair, I'm like, as she's blow drying it, I'm like, there's no way this is going to happen for me. Like I've gotten all the stuff. I even had Sarah, my old hairdresser in LA, who I love very much, who's getting, or might have just gotten married in the Keys, Florida Keys, it's where she relocated. But she spent an extra 30 minutes trying to teach me how to style it. Do you remember when I did that? I was trying to learn. Yeah. You guys, I'm not on the back of my head. I just can't. It's not the same. Yeah. So, but that's what I was, I'm wondering what's going on in people's minds when they start going down. Like, do they recognize that they're, they look, that, that it's an odd look? Or is it body dysmorphia? And if it's body dysmorphia, I understand mm. they're, they're, they don't see themselves for how they truly look. But do they recognize that look on other people? When other people, like if Melanie Griffith sees Kim Basinger, does yeah, she? Yeah, she like, ooh, she should have. Yeah. And who's the doctor who's doing this to people? Because. Well, and you're seeing, just as a, to play devil's advocate. Yeah. You're seeing like the finalized product if they're done. Right. And they made a, might have just started off like, oh, I just got a little filler here or I just got my nose done. You know, I had a deviated septum. Right. It's like when you get a tattoo, you get one. But and some people addicting. go in for a full sleeve it's now. You know? Oh, true. I guess. I but I'm thinking maybe they went for a little nip tuck here or there. And so over time, it's easier to like lose sight of it. Maybe. Because Zach Efron went through that as well. Well, he has body dysmorphia. Does it's really he? sad. Yeah. Okay. He's come out about that a little bit. Um, yeah. It's really sad. Because he's not even an older person, like trying to fight being old. A lot of it's like trying to, I think, um, not wanting to get older. But he's talked about body dysmorphia. If you look okay. it up, because he does like the jaw filler, and, and I mean, a strikingly handsome gentleman, a super good-looking guy. And, and now, now he looks like a Ken doll. It's weird, yeah. Yeah, the and lips and Mickey mm -hmm. Rourke, the same thing. Yeah, Sylvester Stallone, and it's not like they don't look like themselves anymore. But you know, it's it's. Yeah. Oh, Simon Cowell too? Yeah. My goodness. Okay. Well, anyways, I, I'm just, <laughs> I find it very interesting and, and it's not about shaming somebody, but I, I, like, I don't feel like I look great all the time. Me neither. But, whew. That's a lot. I mean, I think there, there's probably a ton of things at play and it depends on the person, but my gut says it has something to do with body dysmorphia. Like the mm -hmm. Zac Efron's aren't the only ones. I think people just don't talk about it. He's been honest about it. Like he, plus he has a lot of money so he can afford to do. And people aren't going to tell you no. It's like, it's elective surgery. You don't have to have like approval from your health insurance or right. you're going to pay cash and that plastic surgeon is going to do it right. But like, that's why I love Dr. Hirsch that we went to. If you guys don't remember, I did that video of like my skin. He, when I told him that I specialize in eating disorders and self-injury and stuff, he's like, oh my God, are you, are you taking new patients? I always refer people out before they get a lot of work done because I worry about right. body dysmorphia and stuff like that. And that was a, I was like, wow, what a responsible physician, you know, he's not just in it for the money. I mean, he I has wonder to pay. how many of them are like, remember that show Nip Tuck? Yeah. Remember the crazy makeover? What was it like? Um, not celebrity makeover. 
Extreme Makeover. I don't know what that is. Oh, okay. I'll pull it up. But anyway. Um, is it a TV show? Mm-hmm. Okay. Back in like, I don't know, early 2000s, where people would get like extreme... Uh, Plastic surgery? Yeah. Like, I don't even know how to how to say it any differently. So they have Extreme Makeover Home Edition now. Right. But there's Extreme Makeover... Yeah. So here's the images. I wonder... If also, like, you come out of the doctor's office, the swelling goes down, and you look pretty good. But if six months down the road, you know, things start to shift, if the fillers start, you know, if we're seeing mm-hmm. people just on a bad day, because I don't know if it's permanent when you put this stuff in you. I don't know. I think your body absorbs some of it. I, I, but I do find it fascinating. And unfortunately, a lot of the results look garish, you know, so they, they start to take on the similar look. Um, yeah i mean it used to be a show i don't know oh wow but anyway they would just get a shit ton of plastic surgery done and sometimes you know it's uh it's helpful like i I can understand rhinoplasty if someone wants that a nose job or getting your teeth fixed yeah um i did i i had Mm -hmm. uh my you know so i guess there's different degrees of like if you have your ears tied back but it's when they start doing this the similar look the the Mm -hmm. smile the the fillers in the cheek Mm -hmm. It's strange. I mean, I wonder what the Kardashians look like with without the maintenance. Oh, people. Well, I don't know, but people show before and afters and you can see the differences. OK, because um, they're, they're, they're all pretty as, open about it, right? Yes. But it's not as intense as other people, surprisingly, mm-hmm. like the ones you've shown me are much more intensive than what you see. And theirs is also slight a little bit over time. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm sure they they do look drastically different, but not not in the traditional way like that. Yeah, they're not over. And I wonder if it's just a, not not a mirror, but if you're you're seeing how they feel, you know, like, the, and that person's in a lot of pain about themselves. And I think sometimes yes, but like think of a, a couple things. So first of all, like I said, might be body dysmorphia, like the Zac Efron's. But then there's also this huge component because the people that you're showing, um, and of course we've known wealthy individuals have done the same to themselves, so it doesn't always pertain to this. But I think a lot of people feel pressure if their job depends on how they look to continue th- with that look. Yeah. I get that. And they kind of lose sight of like the fact of like Meryl Streep and stuff. I'm sure she's had some work done. Maybe I don't know. Um, but there's people like that who make a living just being themselves and they don't have to get radically done. Dwayne The Rock Johnson mm-hmm. is not naturally that big. He's yeah. a big man. Well, he probably takes testosterone like a lot of it. Oh, I think he's doing a lot more than which that. Which I worry about like the steroids in his bones. But yeah. that's, you know. But anyway, people but like do. To, to keep up to with To keep his. up this look, right? Because you're you're sold you know, quote unquote, sold on that look mm-hmm. for for media. And I think a lot of people try to keep that. Like Sylvester Stallone might hope that he still could be the guy he was before, you yeah. know? And so I think that, my guess would be no. that has more to do with it because we even see it in the YouTube space more and more where because people want to keep the look. And I don't think there's anything wrong with aging, really. You know who's done a fantastic job, by the way? Aging? Yeah. Good job aging. Who? Uh, that guy who's 115. I mean, he's been able, you know, he's been aging for a hundred now. Tom Cruise, he's in his uh, 60s, I would assume. He's probably had some work done, but he doesn't look like you don't notice it. Yeah. Yeah. And I just watched Maverick. Fantastic. Fantastic film. I thought anyways, I was really into it. I didn't. I mean, I just there's films that you want to watch and that I don't care for. And that was one of them. Yeah. And it's not that I don't care for. I'm not saying Top Gun was a bad film. It's just not my type of film. Yeah. I'm like, meh. In the sixth grade that came out Mm -hmm. and I remember all the guys 
we were Wanted so bomber excited. jackets immediately. Oh yeah. Bomber jackets, aviator <laughs> shades, mm-hmm. um, you know, motorcycle, Kelly McGillis on the back of the motorcycle and just <laughs> racing down tarmac. And then, you know, you want to join the air force and be a fighter pilot. Of course. Um, but, uh, at the end of the day, none of that happened. <laughs> I did get a motorcycle and, and you, so that's good. Oh, thanks. But, um, yeah. Anyways, Tom Cruise has, I don't he, ride on the back of that motorcycle. By he, the way. he doesn't look, um, uh, he looks like he's aged, but doesn't look bad. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Takes care of himself, right? Yeah, and there's nothing wrong. Like, I don't even think my mom looks bad. Your dad doesn't look bad. Like, no, then, you look at people like your grandmother Yes. Um, in her 90s. I just feel like there's something about aging regular and well. But everybody's different, right? And I know it can be genetic. Some people just age poorly through genetics. Hmm. You or know, or some, exposure to the sun. Yeah, or if they smoke or, you know what I mean? There's certain things that can really get to you. Like we have friends that grew up in California out in the sun all the time and they definitely are eight more aged than us who grew up in like the shade. Right. <laughs> Although I did have a hole over the oz- uh, oh, in true. the ozone over Quebec when I was a kid. Yeah. So that, that probably doesn't is, help. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just grew up in the dreary, dreary, rainy Pacific Northwest. That was your natural sunscreen. The Pacific Northwest. I know. Natural sunscreen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know why people do it. I I just don't, I don't like, I even hated getting surgery on my fingers. So I can't imagine being like, yeah, you know, have surgery on my face that I don't need to have. I just, mm-mm. Yeah. That's scary to me. It is. If it's elective, I never want to be around surgery that's elective. I watched a girl on TikTok recently who, she has a bunch of tattoos even on her face. Her eyelids are even tattooed and her Whoa. neck and everything. Um, and it's like her look or whatever. And yeah. I don't, you know, whatever. But she was or she had filler, lip filler, okay. and she was sharing. She said, I want to show you guys, I'm getting this dissolved, which I didn't know was a thing. She goes, it's just too much. It's like changed the whole shape of my face. And I was like, what? And she showed before and after, and because it's pulling the skin, mm-hmm. it did literally change the shape of her It was wild. Mm-hmm. So she got it dissolved and it took about two weeks for them to get back to normal, and she was so much prettier. Oh, okay. And she was like, and everybody in the comments was like, oh my God, you look so amazing. Don't do that again. Right. And she even said, you know, I just shouldn't have done what I did, but I I thought it would look good and it didn't. I read an interesting thing since you're talking about tattoos, that tattoos have an effect on your immune system. Hmm. Maybe. Um, I mean, you are injecting yourself over and over. Yeah, it does something to your, your body. I'm not quite sure what it was. I, I just read the headline. I got to be honest. Sean. And I, Well, I meant to go back to it, but mm. by accident, I lost the bookmark. I don't think, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not like I research tattoos, but I do know that if you don't, it's like worth paying for like a really good tattoo artist because certain tattoo guns can like break off little bits into your skin and that's why a lot of people feel raised for a long time oh is that what that is or it could be an allergic reaction like what carly a friend of um, ours in our community she i think is allergic to is it the yellow ink because she got like a dory fish i think it was the yellow or blue correct me if i'm wrong carly but it like her body could not keep it so she had to go back and get it like colored in differently ah would not keep um just like you're allergic to orange you know what i mean like we can you can have allergies but i've always been grateful mine are not raised they've never had any issues i've never been infected i've never had any i found the article Mm -hmm. Uh, tattoos do odd things to the immune system it was in the atlantic Mm. Um, our immune system is constantly doing its darndest to destroy them and understanding why it fails could clue us in on one of our body's most important functions even when we leave the skin blank when a tattoo is stamped onto skin, the body considers it an assault. Yeah. The skin's... Well, it's uh, like it's come into the skin and stayed there, right? So it's like, what is Right, this? it's a foreign body. Foreign, so, uh-huh. so tattoos can have a negative effect on the immune system. My body's very accepting. As they can it's act like, as a foreign invader and activate the immune system to seek out mm-hmm. and destroy them. 
Makes special white blood cells called macrophage mm -hmm. en uh, envelop the ink and try to break it down with enzymes to a size small enough to be disposed of through the body's lymphatic system. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I as soon as you that, put it on your body, it's trying to take it out. I wonder if that uh, weakens your immune system because you're constantly like a, running a low-grade fever or yeah, something. Yeah, if you have like a lot of tattoos, maybe. So I don't people know. with tattoos are tougher. We are. We tough. It's just science, guys. Mm -hmm. Science. <laughs> I still love them. Yeah, I'm on the fence about them. I even like the look of them on other people. Like your sister has for some sure. cool ones. For sure. That, I mean for me, myself. Oh, totally. Do you mind that I like them? No. What if I wanted to get fully tattooed? Mm, it, yeah, it's not your thing. Are we talking your face? Like no. gang tattoos? No, I just meant like what if I wanted like a sleeve? I was like, I'm going to get a sleeve. You could do it. I can't, it's totally not my style. I just, you know. But I think, you know, as long as it's not like uh, biker tattoos, you know. Biker chick. Yeah. <laughs> like no. flowers and... Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want that. But if I did, I would get it. Yesterday, yeah. Katie and I felt our, uh, found ourselves going down a rabbit hole on YouTube. <gasps> oh my goodness! We discovered a subgenre. Never going to get that time back. I enjoyed it thoroughly. <laughs> it was um, a channel where they were reviewing the buffet at. Was it's it Caesar's all you Palace? can Vegas is the channel. Yeah, and it's the Caesar's no Win Win the Win buffet, which by the way is fucking expensive. Well, it was sixty four ninety nine a person, and then because this get this, there was an hour long wait. But and this kills me, if you want to skip the line, pay an extra twenty five dollars a 45. person. Forty five. Forty five. Yeah. Holy so, shit balls! It was one hundred and ten dollars for the uh, for That's the experience. Crazy. I thought, and and this is why YouTube is amazing. You can find all sorts of different mm -hmm. things in there, and I, I was actually I found it compelling. And they're getting a lot of views. Good for them. They're getting a lot of views. But the part that, and because I'm a bit of a germaphobe, is that the Win Buffet was dirty looking to me. And, and he like, didn't comment on that at all. No, I was there like, was look at all this splatter. splattered. And like, there was also like this huge mound. I just, I don't like buffets. I'm just going to put that out there. Maybe an unpopular opinion. I hate a buffet. I don't like what about my. a Phoebe buffet? I love Phoebe buffet. But that's the only kind of buffet that I like. And I could do buff like a buffet in like a small amount. Like, oh, there's a little a bread station. Yes. And you grab your tongue and you grab your roll and that's all. I, I did a great breakfast in Denmark and mm -hmm. it was just meats and cheeses. Oh God, remember our... And there was only like six people at the... I have to works. retract because we had that buffet in Australia at that Pacifica hotel or whatever mm -hmm. it was, remember? Mm -hmm. But there weren't many people and they were out there wiping it down and everything was super pristine and they had the juicer and... So I think it... I only like... I only like fancy buffets. But... Big buffets with like thousands of people. Like people were just lined up going through this thing. And there was this huge mound of cocktail shrimp. And this lady grabbed some off to put on her plate with tongs. And this woman from the back, because the mound started to go, grabbed them with her hand and swooped. And I was just like, this is just too much. It it's just, it's too much food. It's too many people touching it. I, It's too much to eat. Even for that amount of money, I'd rather go to a good restaurant. And get something that I really like. I don't need one egg roll, a rib, a taco, a slice of pizza. I don't really need to go around the world. One of everything. Yeah, I don't want a one of everything. Yeah. Call this a one of everything. Splenda and a packet of Splenda. And, you know, the, the fact they have that plastic, the plexiglass mm -hmm. uh, all over the buffet. Yeah, the and they call it a guard. sneeze guard. Well, because people talk. Now we know with COVID how much spittle comes out of our mouth when we talk. Right. Anyway. So, okay. So we watched, we watched them review this buffet it was fun i i 
I would never in a million years have thought I'd spend 30 minutes watching a buffet review, but it was it was interesting. Um, they need to work on their their full lexicon of words to describe foods because at one point they just said the meat tasted like meat. And I was like, you need to watch Andrew Zimmern because he does a beautiful job of giving you terms where you feel like you're experiencing it with them. Anyone can be on YouTube. Take us, for instance. <laughs> Take like, this podcast, for example. That is not professional grade 60 minute podcasting. You know? Right. Uh, you know, so we popped into theirs. It made me think of the last time I went to a buffet that I can remember, like actually hitting a buffet up. And I've if, not been to a big buffet like that in a really long time. When I was younger, my roommate Joe and I mm -hmm. had a buffet restaurant down the street from us. And after the gym, we would go and hit this place up, you know, hard because oh, yeah. you'd be so hungry. And it's called uh, Soup Plantation. Oh, that, yes, I've been to a soup plantation. Right. Um, I remember you telling me that you would just go to the chicken noodle and only pull the chicken out. And I was right. like, you motherfucker. So I found a hack. That, that's actually what I was going to talk about. Oh, I'm sorry. I just cut to the chicken. <laughs> okay. I just remember you telling me about that and me thinking. So I follow this woman, Eva Chin, on Instagram. And she loves a good breakfast buffet. Yeah. And she's like, don't waste your time or money on the breads or the grains. It's a waste. You can save it for later. Don't eat it now. High, we need high quality items. So she's like, smoked salmon. Yes. She's like, berries. Yes, those are expensive. Put mm -hmm. those in a cup for later. She has like all this. This is how we would hit up <laughs> the soup plantation mm -hmm. because, you you know, you're weightlifting in your 20s and you oh. want to get good protein. So, oh, 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 But mm -hmm. you do the buffet and they would... Um, always want to charge you extra so whatever let's say it's 15 dollars for the lunch they'd want to charge you an extra 275 for a small plastic ramekin of chicken mm. and it was not very good chicken either and so the first time i did it i was like oh okay i, I bought it because yeah, i needed fine. the extra protein you know <laughs> but then one day i had a bowl of chicken noodle soup and the chicken it's like in the rotis oh, that sweet sweet rotis. beautiful big chunks of moist mm. the moist chicken with the chicken was the moist, moist maker yeah mm -hmm. and uh so i was like <laughs> I was sitting there with my chicken noodle soup and my salad, you know, and mm. I, I thought to myself, you know, I could uh, get more chicken. This. And so the next time I went, you know, I, I was stood there and uh, it's a big ladle in mm. the in the soup pot. And as you bring it up, you have to I had to develop a technique. So you did yeah, shake, shake, shake. Yeah. If you just move the ladle back and forth as the you're heavy raising stuff it, will stay, but the, light the stuff noodles will, go. will slip off. <laughs> and then as you get to the top. I love the noodles. You've got though. a bunch of chicken. So I do Together, this. Together you and I could eat it because I'd eat your noodles. Oodles <laughs> of noodles. And I did that a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And I got really good at it. And one day I was there. Did you get caught? Well, no, but I I was doing my technique. <laughs> and there was a lady who is probably in her 80s mm -hmm. next to me. And she watched me do it. And then she accused me of robbing the soup of the chicken. Yeah, because you're not, you're not, you're supposed to just take a ladle. I said, I'm just having what I, what I want, you know, and what's it to her but i didn't say that i was like oh you're right you're right and i rapidly and i took the chicken and i you left absconded with it you know and all she was left was noodles but but that's the problem that's like akin to if we were sharing some ice cream and you do what we call we used to call it the eating disorder treatment center rooting you can't root through the ice cream for just what you want you have to take it in a scoop so you can't if it's cookies and cream you can't just take all the cookie dough ball nuggets watch me i said then you have to or cookie dough sorry you can't take all those little dough ball things and leave this vanilla ice cream with like a little bit of no you have to take the scoop that's what i used to say because girls would want <laughs> they go into like the happy birthday ice cream which is actually a very good flavor and they'd want like just the chunks of cake and stuff 
and be like, you got to take the whole thing. Mm. No, I think you just take what you want in life and you leave the noodles behind. Not yeah. if it's going to leave somebody else with not like what they would want. Then I you're think, being selfish. I think there was probably enough chicken left in there. It's not like I took every last piece out of it. No, I, mean, I know. It's not like everyone knew this trick. Also, we were cheap and broke at those those days, you know? So the next mm-hmm. week I went back with Joe and uh, I'm in line and I saw the lady. Mm-hmm. The little old lady? The little old lady. Did and she do it too? She was doing my trick. She wanted the chicken too. And I thought she gave me shit, but she probably sat down and was like, you know that's a good idea yeah i actually do want more chicken yeah she's pumping her weights too yeah yep anyways i didn't say anything to her but i looked across and i was like i see you i know what you're doing here i know what you did stacy (laughs) i saw you with the chicken soup gam gam's a chicken thief (laughs) she's a chicken thief just like me um that's funny yeah soup plantation is still i went is the i think think soup plantation is out of business isn't it i don't know it was it's funny you say it was an older lady because not to judge a, a place but we had a soup plantation in brentwood and i used to love jamba juice and noah's bagels i love bagels and legitimately in this little strip mall and i used to bank with bank of america i don't anymore but in the strip mall along this little strip was jamba juice noah's bagels soup plantation bank of america and so i would go and like you know get 20 bucks in cash just so i had something in my wallet for the week I'd either get a Jamba Juice, a bagel, or, you know, soup plantation. Depends if I came for breakfast or lunch. I spent so much time there. And every time I would look into soup plantation or go in there, it was all older people. Yeah. And I was like, they just love. It's like Cocoon. What's Cocoon? God, now I'm the old person. Um, it was a movie in the 80s. Well, I know it was a movie, but what's with the old thing? I never oh, saw it, it. It's old people. It's I think it takes place at an old folks home or a retirement community. I thought it was something with aliens. Well, they, I believe they, there are aliens in it, but they, they cocoon and then they, they yeah, nineteen eighty-five science fiction comedy drama directed by Ron Howard. Wilfred, Wilfred Brimley was in it mm-hmm. and uh, he's the guy who's diabetes. He does that commercial Oh yeah, now. yeah. I know who yeah. he is. Quaker Oats man. Yeah. I know who that is. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's at a shuffleboard club in the Suncoast Manor retirement community. Yeah. I had no idea. I never watched Cocoon, and I probably never will, but that's okay. Yeah, and there, I think there was even Cocoon 2. Maybe. Yeah, that's the one where they turn into butterflies. Enough. Can't stop, won't stop. Right. They can't get the butterflies. <laughs> okay, so another story. So after we finished watching the buffet video, um, YouTube was you know uh, serving up other videos for me to watch. Oh, no. Well, it was interesting because there was oh, the... Yeah. the um, what was this one titled? Mm. Catholic Church Investigating Apparent Miracle in Thomaston. So I looked at it. I was like, well, I want to see what the miracle is, you know. And so they, they sent an investigative journalist uh, from the local ABC station down to the church because I guess this there's a priest there who's, this is a second miracle. And right away I was like, oh my gosh, he's on his way to sainthood or you to be canonized, I believe. You have to have, uh, to become a saint, you have to have three miracles to your name. I think somewhere in my brain I'd heard that before, but growing up not Catholic, I was very confused by all of these, all the language. Right. And I'm not belittling it. It's just that, you know, this is a big deal that this man has two miracles to his name. I think it's weird. I, I'm not belittling it either because religion's religion's whatever. And I'm, you guys know I'm not a fan of organized religion. How... How how are you supposed to prove? Well, that's it. There's so like in an investigator. How are they gonna know? I think they ask questions. Do they just, just feel the spirit? 
<laughs> it was here. The um, I think the Vatican eventually will send an investigative team in. Like there's, the Vatican has all sorts of different branches to the uh, the Catholic Church. You know, there's the so uh, weird. There's the, the the police, the Vatican police. There's uh, I'm sure because they have to protect their goods and their churches. I'm sure they have the ones that go. I find abroad. it bizarre. Doesn't anybody else find it bizarre that like the Catholic Church has so much land and so much money and so many antiquities? Yeah, and and uh, but they also have uh, you know exorcists. These these people these are different departments inside the church. It's it's not stuff they talk about all the time, and it's usually in Hollywood, you know, people, fiction. They're actual but, exorcists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, if we sure. want to perform an exorcism, do we have to pay the church? No, I think the church will do it free. They don't like the devil. <laughs> they will kick the devil out. How much do you charge for an exorcism? <laughs> Me? I'm not very good at it, but I'll definitely try my hand. I will do my best. I'm such a fraidy cat. If someone said hey there's a i think there's a demon in my house yeah i'd be like absolutely not i mean i love money but i wouldn't Mm-mm, absolutely not what yeah. if it jumps into you right can i do that how's that work it, this is a concern i have you know i don't want to be possessed no get no. out i renounce you and then it jumps out and jumps into you yeah right you know i've seen enough of these movies and that stuff used to terrify me when i was a kid now i can watch those movies sometimes they still scare me but uh <laughs> i can watch those i don't like being scared daytime. at all at all yeah. With film. I don't, even the jumping out, I'll cover my eyes sometimes, even when I'm watching a crime show. Right. I just don't like being scared. So homeboy mm-hmm. uh, at the church. So the, Yes, the what church... was his miracle that he was claiming was a miracle? Um, there were so many words, you guys, in this video that I didn't know what they meant. The Eucharist which multiplied on its own. Does so, anybody else who's not in the Catholic religion not know what that word was? He kept using it, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on here. Well, yeah, but you didn't grow up with it, so you... I know, but we took communion every... It's the same thing. I know, but that's just why wouldn't we use the same words, you know? It's just weird. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what your church does. Eucharist is the bread, the body, the body of Christ. Yep. Um, We called it just unleavened bread or the cracker or the, the body of Christ or, you know what I mean? I'm trying to think of all the iterations that we could have used. Yeah. Hmm. So the the body of Christ, the mm-hmm. blood of Ours Christ. Were oyster crackers, anybody else? Oh, really? You guys had oyster crackers? Yeah. Uh, we had sp- I mean, specific wafers. They made. were specific. It, they weren't oyster crackers, really. They, but they were that shape. They were just flat, like, and yeah. they didn't have any salt, no flavor. I know. They were very, like, you put it on your tongue and you're like, well, that wasn't very enjoyable. If the church wanted to attract more people, mm-hmm. perhaps. We didn't, we didn't get wine either. Offer we got- some cheese. With the wine and the bread. And actual wine. We didn't get actual wine. I'm sure Jesus liked cheese. You know? Do you think they're still doing communion in Catholic churches in the way they used to? Because didn't you all drink out of the same cup? Yeah. Which I found really gross. Oh, I wonder how the pandemic affected that. Because ours, so here, we were already prepared. And the church I grew up in, anybody else, let us know how you took communion at your church, otdmpod at gmail.com. So we had this little silver like plate that was a little deeper. And that's where the crackers would go mm-hmm. or the flat unleavened bread or whatever the hell you pass that along that starts first starts down each aisle but they pass out these little things then these thicker metal trays that have holes in them and those tiny little shot glasses those little plastic at the time i didn't know what that was when i was a kid but the little shot glasses filled with grape juice mm. and those would go along and you would take one and they had in our pew these little holes so you'd sit it oh that's nice a you little cup, cup holder holders? but only for the shot glasses that's tremendous no like you know, can't put your Stanley water cup or whatever the fuck people are drinking out of now and pass it on. I didn't know. And that. they were That's... like this big and like thick, probably the whole held like 20 or 30 little cups. Well, I'm not religious. I do find religious practice interesting. That could be helpful for a party. Mm-hmm. Continue. I like seeing what other traditions are. Yeah, it's interesting. And it is. As I'm getting older, you know, I'm like, oh, that's that's interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah for us it, it would be uh the the the, uh, the chalice the chalice yeah that's how people cuss in front in well in quebec yes um but the the priest would wipe it with a cloth after every person still get rid of the chapstick or whatever you know yeah you look grandma's lipstick yeah you're like ooh, got hot pink lips <laughs> um yeah anyway so this guy this priest they, i guess they ran low there was only a couple of uh eucharists left and then i um, forgot to order is this like the jewish faith in that oil that they didn't have to last for the week it lasted for seven days right and then mir- oh. miraculously it filled itself up and they were able to finish and it multiplied so I mean, I guess he notified his boss and his mm-hmm. boss called his boss. Sean and I think a lady came in with some Icarists. Is that how you say it? No, that's the, the guy who flew who... too close to the sun. <laughs> he was eating wafers too close to the sun, see, and his wings melted. But some lady had him up her sleeve and she shook him in the... Yeah, she, she was the miracle maker. Yeah, or he didn't know that they found another pack in the back and some lady came and dumped him and then ran away, like, went to throw right. it away. And he's like, oh, it's a miracle. And he was so enthusiastic mm-hmm. that he he was like, guys, it's a miracle. And no one had the heart to tell him, mm-hmm. boy, when the investigator comes to town and they all have to keep the lie up, not lie, it could, the, the potential, you know. But this is so silly. I don't know if it's silly. I think it's silly. You know, if he has three miracles, uh, Father Guido Sarducci, uh, I understand uh, you need three miracles to become a Catholic <laughs> saint. And uh, that guy, he's, two of them was card tricks. <laughs> you know <laughs> what? What is that from? Saturday Night Live used to have a character, oh. Father Guido Sarducci. Oh, funny! And it was uh, the conspiracy theorist priest. Mm. Um, funny. Yeah, and he was mad because America was getting more saints than the Italians. Oh. But the Italians, you know, like, some of them have fifty, sixty miracles today. But they said, no, you can't. You can't be a saint because we already have too many Italian saints. You know, we need some American saints. <laughs> But some of these miracles they're claiming they're aren't, claiming aren't really miracles. Yeah, but, but that's he, what this one felt he was like. Chain smoking, you know? of course. I think we talked about him on an early episode of of uh, OTDM. You might have brought him up. I don't know who he I is. I loved that character when I was a kid. Of course, it related to your your life a yeah, little. Yeah. That's funny, but yeah. So they're going to come and investigate the cracker multiplication that happened. I'm excited to see where this goes because <sighs> if if indeed it is confirmed, mm-hmm. this man has two. The pressure is on, like. The rest of his life, he's like, I gotta, I gotta come up with a good miracle. How you know? do you like that's how is he responsible? Because it happened in his church. Because like he, he didn't do anything. Like, wouldn't a miracle be? He's like, and you're healed. Oh, and you're like, I walk and walk again. That's true. Like Benny Hinn. Yeah, right? like this whole like multiple. I'm like, well, who was holding the thing, or what? How or why are you responsible? Hmm. You Don't know what? I'm gonna say I'm responsible. It's my first circuit. miracle. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna claim it. I'm going to call the Vatican. We asked Google if it would call the Vatican. It's like, there's no number listed. Yeah, I wanted to know like what the Vatican thought about it. <laughs> and we asked if we could email and said, I'm not sure how to help you with that. Mm. Yeah. So potentially two miracles down for this dude in Tomlinson City or wherever. Yeah. And, and so maybe he's going to have a third. That would be very exciting for What for does it mean to be a saint? What's that do for you? Well, I've been one all my life, so... You know. <laughs> doesn't do much for does me. Make, I'm already a does saint. Does he make more money? Is he just higher up in the church? You got like a promotion from God? I wonder if you get a pay raise. For I'd every miracle so. you perform, you get a bump in. Ooh, in more. Pay. Let's get those miracles going. Yeah. No, I, I don't know what it does. I mean, basically you're you're remembered in the history books. Um, Only the Catholic history books. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine if ChatGPT was actually God? 
Mm. And this was Hello God, it's me, Katie. Yeah, God was actually questions. listening to people and talking to people mm. through AI. We thought it was AI, but it was actually a portal to to speak with uh you the know powers that be. Yeah. And and yeah. God did not want to reveal himself that it was God, but mm. it was actually a chat GPT. Mm. Yes, Sean. <laughs> I don't think so. Because it, well, no, chat GPT, when you ask it for things, it'll be like, I don't have access to that data. And God wouldn't say that. Because God hasn't spoke, and I'm not making fun of it, mm-hmm. but from my understanding, God hasn't spoke to man en masse since like the Ever? first Bible, the original Bible, right? God didn't write the Bible. No, he spoke to people in the Bible. Oh. He was like talking to, you know, he, he would he would interact, right? Is, Isn't it just recollections or people writing stories based on their interactions with god uh this is a gray area for me (laughs) but uh i I believe in the early because they're all just like fables like things that you can learn like it comes at the end of there's like a little isn't that a fable where it comes with a a learning at the end a fable is if there's animals involved and there's a lesson oh yeah the lesson though the like serendipity books that i've talked about all those weeks ago right so if there's an animal involved or if there's animals in the story and you learn a lesson, that's a fable. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> the Bible is not a fable, but is not a science or a history textbook either. Yeah, but the so you have the the new Bible and mm-hmm. the old Bible, right? The Old Testament and then the I New love, Testament. Just looking that up, I said, is the Bible filled with fables? And all of the so it's the Christian redeeming god in america.com redeeming god.com the the daily apologist what but it's just funny they always say to say the bible is full of fables is both inaccurate and totally misleading scripture contains a few examples of this type of literature so it's in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. It's just not full of it. Like St. Francis of Assisi. He- it says the Bible is a book of fables, legends, history, and moral precepts recorded by man. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Cora. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always find it interesting to talk to somebody who knows a lot more about it than I do. I know one person who's been through the uh, I don't know, the priest schooling, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, he. sorry. He got his degree in theology, and that was quite interesting. And then Patrick Coffin, who you've met. He had the uh, the Catholic Answers. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he did the. He has a, a podcast, show. a radio show. Yeah, and then he moved on and did his own. He made mad fat loot doing that. He was on the speaker circuit. I swear, nothing. Um, it's almost like you know how people who are in pop music are like, oh, country musicians make more money, so we should go country. And then people in country music are like, you know, religious people make more money, we'll go religious Christian songs. Like Michael W. Smith has got to be fucking rolling in it. Mm. John Tesh. Mm-hmm. He's another one. I was on his podcast. Yeah. Anyways, we have these conversations about religion every once in a while because I I find it interesting. I'm not a believer, but I, I don't belittle it and I don't know well, I don't one way or the other if it's right or wrong. So I, I realized in my morning pages, so my thing this week for The Artist's Way, I'm in week six, is about God and money. And I know that sounds weird, but and she uses the term God not to me. It's like higher power or the uh, the... The universe yeah the, the great divi- divine divine just whatever you want it to be the okay. it that's why higher power kind of works i guess even though that's so aa but you know what i mean um but i still have a hard time using the term god but through writing about it because one of the homework assignments was to write about the god that you believe in or the or the the toxic god that you believe and the god you wish you could believe in so it's essentially like 
um, I could believe that God doesn't want me to enjoy certain things. Like I couldn't drink if I wanted to, or let's say I was, wasn't married to you. We couldn't have sex. Like I could have these like limiting beliefs or things that actually don't come from God maybe, but can come from me growing up in a certain religion. Uh-huh. Or I could have beliefs that God doesn't want me to be successful because X, Y, or Z, or he doesn't believe, you know, who knows what I could believe. Yeah. is Some people have the idea of like a vengeful God, mm-hmm. you know, that's Old Testament stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Eye for an eye. Well, and it says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. He saith the, the best. He saith the most. But anyway, through this, it was interesting because I, I definitely was raised in church and went to church for a long period of time. If you guys don't know, until I was 18, I was like part of youth group and I sang in youth group and I was active member and I went on uh, retreats and all sorts of things. Um, went since I was a little kid. And as I got older in my teens and then when I went to college, I didn't have to go anymore and I realized I didn't really want to. Um, but I had to take religion in school because I went to a Christian school. So it's been kind of like a learning for me. But doing this homework made me realize that I don't actually have any anger or animosity or issues with God or higher power or whatever you want to call it. I don't even know. It's actually just with organized religion because I don't really believe that God wouldn't want us all to be successful because if you think of, you know, it's this divine being or God the Father, like any parent would want their child to be happy and successful. So why, you know, it was just interesting to think about because I think it, before I even was thinking on this topic, I was like, oh, I'm going to have a lot of shit come up with this. And then I was like, I actually don't. I think mm. I've already worked through my shit on that. Yeah. I did. I mean, I did in therapy when I was in therapy at Pepperdine my fresh, freshman, junior year. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Religion's weird. And I definitely got like the purity culture rub religious trauma. You can't do this. This is bad. This makes you evil like message, yeah. which really was hard for me to kind of break out of. But I think it's just been so long and I've processed so much of it that I'm not really bothered by it anymore, which right. is funny, you know? Yeah. When I look at like a Southern Baptist church, they look like they're having so much more fun than the church that I... Well, yeah. Catholics, <laughs> we Catholic church just... Oh, oh, that doesn't sound... Yeah. Catholic church does not is not fun. Versus like an R&B rhythm section. Yeah. And we know? get to clap and dance and stuff. Yeah. But I was raised Pentecostal. Mm. Not that... I don't know what the, you know... The differences are? Yeah. I don't really know. Yeah. You do the sign of the cross like this... And they do it like this. No, we Belly button first, then the forehead. I think you're the only, nipple, nipple. I think Catholics are the only ones that do that sign of the cross. You guys don't do the sign no. of the cross? No. What do you do, the sign of the bird? We don't do any signs at all. The chicken No dance. Hail Marys, no confessions, no holy water, no kneeling at church on like a weird noise that they make and everybody like drops. It's Genuflect? So I don't know. Yeah, we don't do that. It's the, you know, the thing we trained rocks I was with, just going to say, it sounds like dog training. That's what they do. You You hear that click noise. And then you genuflect. Well, but that's when I, like I was, when you go to a Catholic church like me, because my mom was never, wouldn't let, like I had friends that were Mormon and Catholic and Jewish and whatever. And I would just like, whatever. Um, And I went and I did not know what was happening. And everybody, I was like, what's going on? Oh, oh, that's what that weird little stool that folds out is for, is for me to kneel. Yeah. So strange. But religion's weird. I think it's just people's attempt to explain what, whatever is out there you know and if you had all the little pieces of information from all the religions and you put them all together all those pieces you'd have one heck of a cool jigsaw puzzle and it'd be a picture of god going like this it'd be quite the fable giving you a thumbs up mm-hmm. and all the jigsaw pieces come together mm-hmm. you know? it's interesting though i think religion yeah it was interesting for me to think about it to consider my relationship like what i think about god yeah. or religion and i realized that 
it was it wasn't bad like I thought it was going to be. You know, uh, it'd be really cool if they had a show, a mm. reality show with an exorcist. They've done everything else on a reality show. Why, Why not? Why would I want to watch that? Because it's a scary reality show. You know. How could you? for sure get people who are possessed uh, sometimes it's a bust right mm, sometimes it's just a fake, a, faker that person just comes had up on the indigestion the stamp. <laughs> you know, oh that's what oh, was causing me to be so angry uh, this big burp yeah mm-hmm. jesus compels you you know and then the you power burp. of christ compels you. that's just a weak demon mm, you know you've yeah. got gas got gas <laughs> got but, the gas demon it's like the little guy from <laughs> mucinex comes out you know or like the, the little ghost from ghostbusters little green guy yeah slimer yeah or even better, they could find the ghost from Rin and Stimpy from Christmas Pooh. Oh, yeah. Remember that song? He was he, l- wait, no, not Ren and Stimpy. That's South Park, isn't it? Mm-mm. Yeah, the Christmas Pooh. He loves me and he loves you. It's Mr. Hanky. Stim- oh, Mr. Hanky, the Christmas Pooh comes to... Yeah, it's, it's Ren and Stimpy. I'm almost 100% sure. No. Okay. I'm looking it up? Yep. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. uh... Whew. We went off on a tangent <laughs> Thank there. Thank you, the Christmas poo. Oh, South Park. Is that what you said? I thought you said... Uh, I said South Park. Okay. You were saying Ren and Stimpy. What's Ren and Stimpy? Because they had one too. Start. Oh. Mr. Hanky, the Chris. Okay. Just to... So it did come up that it was on South Park. However, John Krasifowski, the creator of Ren and Stimpy, accused Parker and Sona plagiarizing his idea. Oh. So there were two Christmas poos. Because I thought there was something like that. Some but, Christmases, there are two Christmas poops. You have a lot of food and you're like, oh, I got to. Yeah, I thought they had the poop, the poop song, the Mr. Hanky song. But I guess, I guess they, I don't know. I have to, I'd have to go down a deeper rabbit hole. Remember he would show up in the bathroom. Hi, And then it's Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo comes in. He jumps and he hits Kyle in the face or Cartman in the face and he gets the poo on his face. Ew. And then his mom comes in or whatever. And like, there's poop all over the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and what she's are like, you Cartman, doing? What were you doing? I don't know which character, but I think it was mm-hmm. Cartman or Kyle. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't remember. It wasn't me, mom. I swear it was it's Mr. Mr. Hanky. Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, so I guess there's some legal beef between Ren and Stimpy, South Park people. Can't we all just get along? No, not about the Christmas poo. Right. You know. There was supposed to be a Family Guy crossover with South Park at one point, I believe. Or Mm. The Simpsons and Family Guy. I don't know. But the two gangs didn't get along behind the scenes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hey. Oh, man. What a goldmine those cartoons are. I know, you know Family Guy, Simpsons, South Simpsons. Park. They've been going on forever. Bart Simpson is older than me. Because mm-hmm. I no, he's not older than me. He's he's six years younger than me. Oh, he's he's old. Yeah. Like, well, I'm not that old, but I well, think no, he's but, like 42. But then. he's like not a kid. You know, like the character has been around for that long. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. Started off on the Tracy Ullman show. Mm. Yeah, it was just a, a small little animation thing that they did for oh, a but segment. It, but it caught fire yeah no one knows who tracy ullman is anymore but um everyone knows bart simpson mm-hmm. that wild rap scallion rap rap scallion it's yeah. kind of like calvin oh yeah even though calvin is fading from memory of uh, pop culture oh really calvin and Hobbes? i don't think young people know who that is although i will tell you and this is probably outdated but back uh let's say seven years ago when i had a, a client who was in high school one of the her high school like require, required books or required literature was a they call them graphic novels mm-hmm. and i was like graphic novel i'm like what does that mean and she brought it in and i was like oh a comic book and she's like it's not a comic book it's a graphic novel and i was like 
Beg to differ. I always thought a graphic novel is more uh, advanced. Well, it's probably longer. Yeah, the title. It's like a short story is a comic book. Right. In a novel. Instead of single frames, it's it's advanced drawing. But I could be wrong. No, they're little frames, or hers was. Okay. I mean, I'm assuming they could be different. Right. But if that's popular and that's like what they're required to read, hello, Calvin and Hobbes. So many lessons. It's strange because <laughs> those uh, cartoons, going back, like obviously there's and the funny And the Far ones. Side. Far oh, Side was my favorite. Tremendous. Gary Larson mm-hmm. is a genius. There's so many spinoffs of that to this that day. That is a coffee book table that would be worth getting. They have one for um, the New York Times yeah. cartoon, and then they have one for the Far Side. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the Far Side. There's so many cartoons mm-hmm. that. Who is that? Was that uh, Gary Lawson? Larson? Greg Greg Larson. Gary. Gary. Yeah, Gary, Gary Larson. Larson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a genius. Mm-hmm. So funny. Yeah, everyone's got a favorite of his. Mine is the school for the gifted. Midvale school for the gifted. And he's leaning. It says pull and he's pushing on the door. Yeah. Or the dog where he's like, hey, look out suckers. I'm going to get tutored. <laughs> or, See you later, losers. I'm going to go get tutored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. Ready for letters? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Let's get into it. Um. Okay. Ooh, okay. We have a letter from Ellie. And it is... It's entitled "The Update of All Updates." Oh, of all updates! Oh my! Oh my God, John. Okay. Hello, Katie and Sean. Your resident dad joke teller is back. If you'll have her, we'll always have her. We've always got space. I've been hiding in the shadows for over a year because I was dating someone, then got married and went to Disneyland, best place ever, and got a dog. You've been wow. very busy, lady. Congratulations on the the nuptials. Um. My very own dog. What does nuptials mean? I, I'm, I'm in a stage in my life now where mm-hmm. instead of just pretending like I know something, I'll ask. I'll just like um, in the middle of a conversation if someone uses a word I don't know, yeah. which is frequent. But I'll ask, you know. I think we should all be more apt to use, you know. So nuptial says relating to marriage or weddings, moments of nuptial bliss. It just means... Or of or relating to marriage or the marriage ceremony. Those oh. are the nuptials. Oh, and so prenuptial is the nuptial thing. vows, nuptial bliss. You're just instead of marriage, you're saying nuptial. Okay, so it's a synonym for marriage. Mm-hmm. So Pretty prenuptial. Mm-hmm. Pre-marriage. Mm, okay. Yeah. Thank you for indulging me. Always. I felt dumb. I was like, yeah, well, nuptials. Well, I had I to look like, it up oh. to be sure. I, you know, I was like, maybe it's the vows. No. Okay. So her very own dog, he's a purebred lab named Lucky that I got when he was 11 months old from his original dad who couldn't sell him or three of his brothers. Free doggo for me with the cost of vet fees, a neuter and some shots. I know. And it still is expensive, even with little Roxy girl. I mean, we paid her her fee for adoption, which is what, $400 or $300, something crazy. But then you take him to the vet and it's expensive. It's just a lot. Is it worth getting uh, pet insurance? We we looked at that, but rather than it going to the insurance company, should we just open a savings account? Yeah, like instead of paying the fees, let us know. Just stack it in another account. That's oh. what I've been told from members of our community and my friends that it's better just to save it um, because you always have a deductible and you're just throwing money into it every month. Yeah, and the cheapest I could find was like forty bucks a month or something. That's quite an investment over time. Yeah. Exactly. Let's I didn't that realize that Sean accidentally set up a savings thing without realizing. And so I got into our bank and it was like, 
there every day there's like this $2 deduction. I was like, what? And John's like, oh, I guess it must have set it up. I had it set up automatic savings. I was <laughs> siphoning off of our account. $2, $2 a day. at a time. He thought I wouldn't notice. I'm just kidding. We just don't spend very often. And so it'd just be like $2, $2, $2. dollars would be like groceries, like $113. Like $2, $2. Roxy. She yep. was siphoning money off and it was mm-hmm. going to BarkBox, I found I out. know. So rude. No. her. She only has two more months of her BarkBox. And I think I'm going to cancel it because she destroys those toys. And instead invest in some better toys and the chewies that we like her treats and stuff because now we kind of know what she likes but she does enjoy getting that box she likes scotch and smoked salmon so if you want to send roxy a trick (laughs) uh, it's called a a sean box (laughs) (laughs) okay our very own dog free doggo for me okay right he makes me so happy and is a total goofball all day long labs have a lot of energy and can be super fun our roxy plays with a neighboring roxy at least once a week and she is also a goofball um, until he's around other people, then he stays right by my side because he's a scaredy dog. Oh, at least it's that and not like our girl who like climbs all over people and wants to lick him in the face. But I've done all of this while working a full time eight to five job and taking nine to 13 credits each semester. Whew, I'm going to burn myself out. You are. You better be careful. But I'll be done with undergrad in December. Oh, how exciting. It says hallelujah. Hallelujah. Remember that was was that a uh... Medea. Medea. Yeah, I was like, those. they had these signs all over Los Angeles that said Hallelujah. And I didn't know what that was because mm-hmm. I, I don't watch. Who's the guy? Tyler, Tyler Perry, Perry. Who is extremely I almost wealthy. said Tom Perry. And then I was like, is it Tom Petty? And I was like, now you're off topic, Katie. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I didn't know what that meant. It's a Medea thing. Mm. I'm slowly catching up on old podcasts, so I'll write again to address some topics. Here are some jokes to rekindle the laughter. I love it. Number one. I wonder what my parents did to fight boredom before the internet. I asked my 18 brothers and sisters and they don't know either. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. There was a study or not a study, rather a statistic that 29 or 29, 39 weeks. So essentially a pregnancy after a power outage that lasts more than an hour. There's an influx in babies being born. And I just find that really funny. You're like, well, what else are we going to do? <laughs> okay. Two. I tripped in France. I fell over. <laughs> I fell over. <laughs> ah, I love it. So good. Number three. I missed these. I know. Me too. What has four wheels and flies? Garbage truck. <gasps> You're so good. Did you cheat? No. Wow. He's so good, Ellie. Okay. Number four. Why is it bad to iron a four-leaf clover? I don't know. You shouldn't press your luck. Oh. <laughs> I think the garbage Bottom truck bump. one I used to tell as a little mm. kid. I think that was one of my first jokes. That's We've I... been watching The Last of Us, and they tell kind of funny da- dad jokes like this. And my favorite that recently was said on the, one of the episodes we just watched says, um, did you know that diarrhea runs in your family? Or no, diarrhea is genetic, right? Is yeah. that what it says? Diarrhea is genetic. And he's like, what do you mean? And she goes... It runs in your jeans. <laughs> oh, I love a cheesy joke. Until next time, friends. P.S. You should sign Roxy up for the super chewer bark box. Done. We already did it. My lab lucky can't break their toys and loves their treats and chews. She definitely loves her treats and chews. I think that's one of the things that I would 100% get again are those like long sticky chew things. Because mm-hmm. when I take her out to go potty, I can break them in half and give her and she'll want to come back home. So like if she's gone pee and pooed and she's just like sniffing and I have, we have a meeting or I got to get back. The pumpkin one is pretty tasty. 
You ate it. I tried it. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't discriminate. If it smells good, I'll take a bite. Really? You've actually eaten part of it? Yeah. I wanted to know what I mean, there's like. nothing bad in them. That's why I like the bark box stuff. It's the ingredients aren't gross. Yeah. Besides, I mean, it, it'll be like chicken meal. And I'm like, you don't oh, want no, that. Oh, no, 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 no. I wouldn't do that. I hope you looked at what was in it because they're usually like. It just smelled like pumpkin. And I was like, hmm, I like pumpkin. I and I was, eat, it was a guys, long walk. He didn't eat it at all. That's what he's lying. I had a little taste of it. I think he's lying. Sean's too much of a germaphobe for shit like that. I opened the package. It was the individual wrapped ones from uh, I know, from but, but you don't really know what's in it. I've eaten worse. I don't believe him. Okay. We have a letter from, I think, Ami or Amy. I don't know if I'm saying it correctly or incorrectly. You let me know. Okay. It's called Dams, Cherries, Apples, and Figs. Like you, Katie, my mom grew up in Washington State. Amazing. Specifically, Manson, Spokane, and Seattle. Oh, wow. She's been all over. I lost count of the number of times that she told us she watched the Space Needle being built from her bedroom window. How cool. I don't remember when it was built, but I know when I was a younger kid, we went up to Seattle for like the day or a weekend. And... um. We got to go up to the Space Needle and my dad, I used to love doing the flattened penny thing. I, and I, I went to that when them. I was a kid. Yeah, I, I lived went in there Vancouver. too. Yeah. So we flattened a penny and I kept it and put it as part. I think I still have my collection. There's probably like 10 or 15 of them. And so I got the flattened penny and I was collecting the serendipity books at the time. And I found a really hard one to find. It was the original, like the first one. It was like some bunny one. Anyway, it was just called serendipity. Okay. I got that at the Space Needle. Oh, cool. Because we got to pick one item that we wanted. Right. I guess I kind of got two because I got the flattened penny. Yeah. I had that flattened penny forever. Mm-hmm. I'm sure mine's around here somewhere. Yeah. I just have to find it. I remember packing it, so it made it to Texas somehow. Cool. It's somewhere in this house. Okay. That's how... I wonder when the Space Needle was built. I'll have to look it up. I can't... I only have two hands. Her dad worked construction and, among other things, helped build many of the dams along the Columbia River. Very cool. They moved a lot. So my mom said that she and her siblings were damn brats. <laughs> Wherever the dams need to be built, they were there. The summer before my last year of college, I traveled with my parents back to Washington and British Columbia. My first ever trip out of the U.S. Wow. I think it was the first time she'd been back since she'd moved away at the age of 16. Oh, wow. How wild for her. When planning the trip, she showed me a map and pointed out all the dams that her dad had helped build relative to the locations we were going to visit. So basically, I said, we're going to relive your whole damn life. <laughs> but more dad jokes. I keep them coming. Your damn dad. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember her talking much about apples, but she loves, loves, loves rainier cherries. My family, too. She won't eat any other kind. Neither will my mom. And I'm actually pretty particular. I don't buy them a lot. I don't know if you've noticed. They're also really expensive. But we had a cherry tree in our yard. And so I remember the first year, I was probably like eight or 10. The first year it actually bore fruit, would you say? Produced. Produced. Because you know it bears fruit? It, it borned the fruit. It, it borned the fruit. <laughs> you know you say a tree that bears fruit? Yeah. Would it bore? The first year it bared it? Yeah, that's what I'm like. What would you say for that? Bore. Bore. That's what I said. Would it bore the fruit? Anyway, produce the fruit. <laughs> we go round and round on this forever. Am I high right now? <laughs> <sighs> what is going on? Can't think straight. Um, so the first year it actually produced fruit. My dad had the poison control come out and test it and make sure it was okay to eat because we weren't really sure what... We hadn't planted it. It was there. My dad thought it was a cherry tree, mm-hmm. but it got bigger and bigger. And then it finally, I guess, bore the fruit. It bore the fruit. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and so they came out to check and we had to wait like, oh, I don't know, like a week or something, five days. And then they were like, make sure it wasn't a poisonous strain of cherry. Then they came, cherry. they gave us the report or whatever. And then we would pick them. This one is high in arsenic. I would highly stay. Don't away. eat it. We're not supposed to eat the seeds for that very reason. Right. Don't they have arsenic in it? I used to eat the seeds of cherries of all the time when I was a kid. Sean eats all, like shrimp, Sean eats the tails. He's like an alley cat. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Which kind of reminds me of my friend Jamie growing up. She was like that. She says, my, they call the garbage disposal. Shrimp tails are great. No. It may be oh. to, make chick, to make chicken stock, to make fish stock. Are we high? What's happening? Um, okay. The so, answer is no. Mm-mm. Rainier cherries. Delicious. Says I was never a fan of apples as a kid, though I liked unsweetened applesauce on applesauce cookies, which are, I guess, like applesauce cake in cookie form. Yes, and that's oh, delicious. My mom makes it a mean applesauce loaf. Oh, applesauce. So instead of oil and applesauce, it's like a low fat version? No, it was like a like a banana a bread, but apples. applesauce loaf. My favorite is that apple cake. Mm, I don't know what that is. My aunt gave it to me after we had it at my cousin's wedding, Amanda's wedding or something at the reception. And I was like, oh, I have to get a recipe for this. I keep forgetting. And so my aunt so now she gave it to me mm. or she gave it to my mom who gave it to me. Okay. Apple crisp is also amazing. Apple crisp is also delicious. I think the only apples we ever got were red delicious. Oh, oh no. That name is false advertising. <laughs> they were definitely red, but they were not delicious. They are not. Those are the type they give you at school. And they're like small and they're waxy and they squeak when you bite into them. And they are just no bueno. There's the red delicious and then the green version of that. And I don't know what the what they call those. I just didn't. So I, I love apple juice. I love apple Sean sauce. Sean does love apple juice. I used to get you that gala apple juice from Trader Joe's when I was trying to woo you. Yeah. I like brute. Like the... the uh-huh. uh, the raw form, mm-hmm. you know, but apples themselves just mm-hmm. don't do it for me. The texture. I know there's some that are like real crisp. Oh, the crunch and the off. juiciness. So yeah. good. But the apples that I grew up with mm-hmm. uh, that we, I think that they produce in Quebec. Did you get red delicious also? I think that's what they were. And, you know, they'd instantly oxidize. They'd like be brown within like a oh, couple no. of bites. Oh, no. You notice like, mine did not go brown? Yeah. My good gala apple yeah we're gonna have to go to we'll have to go back to central market and get like three or four different apples i can't believe that they have 90 or so variety varietals varietals varieties varieties. we'll have to cut off little pieces have you taste them so you can get a feel for what a no over my little core right (laughs) you're like a cheese core (laughs) excuse me and they're like sir and you're like i'm just i'm tasting to make sure before i buy it yeah um but anyways they might even let you just taste i don't know we can afford to Be buy like young Einstein. Yeah, just toss it. it. But we'll buy a couple and you can try them to see if there is an apple. In fact, that you do like because I believe most people would at least appreciate a good apple, even yeah. if you're not like into apples. It's not your thing. But if you've only had red delicious to I Amy's don't like point, the texture of pears disgusting. either. Pears. Oh, I don't. It was too gritty. My mom yeah. loves pears. We had a pear tree in our backyard, too. We had a lot of trees, you guys. We were like, you're, you know, an orchard. When it's super ripe, that's when I like a pear. Because it's smoothie. Mm. Like it turns Remember into we a used smoothie. to get them, um, our publicist would send us those apples from Harry and David. Yeah. Remember we froze a bunch of them? Because I was like, I pears. can't eat. Yeah, pears. Didn't oh, I say pears? I thought you said apples. Oh, maybe I did. Um, but it was like six or eight pears from Harry and David, which were huge, amazing, beautiful Bartlett pears. Remember I sliced them, then mm-hmm. froze those slices? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember I made the galette? Yes. Um, okay. Sorry. We are way off topic. Well, not really. We're on topic, but we're way off on a tangent. So they were red, but definitely not delicious. The whole apple was too hard to eat. And once they were cut up, they quickly turned brown. Trash apples, we used to call those, actually. 
I'm like most kids, I thought the skin was gross because it like never goes away. I swear, it's you a could, thick skin. You could too. chew on a red. It, that's what makes them, I think, easier to produce. And they don't get bit. Like bugs don't eat them and stuff. Because bugs don't even think they're delicious. Bugs think they're disgusting. They're like, don't go for that tree. Those gala apples are where it's at. I only like Fuji's gala. Honey Galvest- crisp. Galvestine. Honey crisp is, is is decent. What about Granny Smith? Where do you stand on this? Eh, uh, maybe good for cooking. Mm. But there's Some so many varieties now. These, so many. These universities where they, they're they they're making new strains, not strains, but new types of apples. Yeah, I guess they, so. they breed a new type of apple. They take a little well, bit of Well, there was this weird, like, I think it was a something red Virginian or red Alabaman. But you, the skin inside the apple was like pink. I was the like, flesh inside? Mm-hmm. Oh. I was like, what? That's cool. Mm-hmm. We'll have to check out Central Market because I think you might like an apple or two. Probably. I'm not very cultured, so... You are. It's just you only had Red Delicious because you grew up in the the tundra. The, in the northeast. The tundra. I don't know. Maybe we have Granny Smith there too. Mm. Not my favorite. You can cook with Granny Smith. I wouldn't even cook with Red Delicious. I'd give them to my horse maybe if I had a horse. Cause horse they have, apples. Because they have those big teeth. They can just bite through that thick skin. <laughs> and like most kids. Okay, right. So the whole apple is too hard to eat. And once you're cut up, they'd quickly turn brown. And like most kids, I thought the skin was gross. We may ha- have had Granny Smiths too sometimes, but I really only remember the gross red ones. Ugh. I lived in the dorms my first semester at the University of Oahu and ate at the cafeteria, and they always had the same gross red delicious apples. They were even worse there. In addition to being gross in general, they were squishy. Blech. No. If an apple is soft, I will not eat it. Yeah. Ugh. In one bruise is fine. I'll cut it out. But if the whole thing is like all fucked up, I can't eat it. It's like applesauce covered in a skin and that's disgusting. I think I saw a trick that a chef did and they take, oh no, that was strawberries, but they put them in, in the salt water mm-hmm. and then you see all the worms come out. Why would you say that right now? So that, you know, like if you're trying to make sure you're not eating bugs or like gross. Where did that come from? The squish? Yeah. Yeah. Because if a bug got into the skin... Then, oh. then, then. If there's any indication that a bug got in, you do not eat it. Yeah, you just don't eat where the hole is. You go. Well, they go can go all over. I know that's what I'm saying. They're like oh, salt water. Okay. But that's with strawberries. I don't know if that would work with apples. It probably would. I'm sorry, but an apple should crunch, not squish. Then I had the opportunity to go to Kauai for a few days as part of a sort of recruitment tour with our symph- oh, a symphonic band. There, I was introduced to the most delicious apple in the universe, the Fuji apple. I agree. I do also like galas, as you can tell, because I've said that a lot. Is Fuji mm-hmm. from Japan? Oh, no, I, that's Fiji. No. No, Fiji's an island off Fu- of Australia. Fuji is the band. The Fujis, yes. Yeah, Lauren Hill, mm-hmm. Roswell. But this is F-U-J-I, and I don't know where they come from. Fuji. Mount Fuji in Japan? I don't think so, Sean. <laughs> You're just making some wild, just random things. Yeah, there's all sorts of apples from around the world. I wonder what people have in their, you know, in their neck of the woods. Fuji apples are widely grown. Mm. The main northern hemisphere production, oh, comes from Japan, China, and the U.S. Okay. So the Fuji's apple's roots, so where it came from, and that's probably why it's called a Fuji, are found in Fuji, Fujisaki, Japan, where it was born in the late 1930s. So they created that strain. It was born. It was born. It's where it born the fruit Scientists, first. apple scientists, born it. <laughs> they born it. In Fujish, Fujishima? Fujisaki. Fujisaki. I love yeah. Japanese words. I know, me too. Okay. So she's introduced the most delicious apple. 
in the universe, the Fuji apple. Where had these been all my life? I never knew an apple could taste so yummy. They've been my favorite ever since. My second choice is Granny Smith dipped in peanut butter. I once tried Granny Smith applesauce. I didn't like it, but I finally realized where apple-flavored candy gets its flavor. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. That's the Granny Smith flavor, mm-hmm. right? The granddaddy, or grandmother the, of all the grand, flavors. Yeah, the grandmama. It's green, right? A Granny Smith? I think it's mixed, isn't it? Kind of, it's almost like a, gal, uh, is it Galveston it's apple? Calico? Not Galveston. Not Calico. That's probably wouldn't. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's green. You're right. Okay, yeah. I couldn't remember. That's the standard in Quebec. That's what you cook with, a Granny Smith. Seems Makes like, a good pie. Yeah. Because you don't want it to turn to mush. You want it to hold together, and Granny Smith will hold together. Think, it's more of a sour apple. I think that's what we had in Quebec. That Granny Smith and, and Red Delicious, that was our standard. Those fruit. are the, the most common, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really like to eat Granny Smith, but I like to cook with them. Like it makes, like I said, a good pie, a good crumble, a good like whatever. A Japanese pear, it looks like mm-hmm. an apple. Yeah, they're really like juicy. Big. Yeah, and oh, crisp. Yeah. And, oh, man. yeah. My friend Carla in high school, that was her favorite thing. And this guy BJ was trying to woo her. And he, he left one on her desk in every class, and it was cute. That's cute. Uh-huh. Because we had classes together. Was he rich? That seems like a rich guy. They, so. That's what I, I went back then. I said, holy moly, it's been like $40 just to woo you. And she goes, I know these things are like $2 a pop. <laughs> <laughs> I brought you a Red Delicious. What do you think about that, babe? <laughs> got a, I got a 10-pound bag for $4. <laughs> these are horse apples. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even break through the skin. It's just squeaking as you bite it. <laughs> He, he loves me. He loves me not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you mentioned Fig Newtons on your last podcast, 211. I lived in Las Vegas when I was in first grade, and our next-door neighbor worked at Nabisco. Oh, cool. He frequently brought us treats, including said Fig Newtons. Mm. We also got to sample new and upcoming flavors like cherry and blueberry before they were officially released. You That's had the cool. inside scoop. I'd never even heard of a fig. Given their brown, mushy appearance in Newtons, I guess I figured they looked something like a date. Me too. I never had them growing up. It's not like we ate figs or anything. They're, they're expensive too. Yeah. I remember them being around the holidays. You, those would show up, mm. you know, because it was like a treat. That's the season, I guess. We just never had them. Mm. Like, I don't, my mom might correct me and be like, we did all the time, sis. I don't remember them. Mm. That was my impersonation of my mother. Okay. Because <laughs> she'll be like, I listen to the podcast. That's not true at all actually and i'm like oh yeah i guess you're right shit yeah i was younger you know don't remember things as clearly as like an adult would remember it i guess i'm like but that was so big she's like it really was and i was like well i was only six so yeah okay so i figured they look something like a date imagine my absolute shock when i saw an actual fig on my trip to japan decades later I had to ask someone else what it was because I'd never seen anything like it. I know, and they're such beautiful trees. They are. They're like, or bushes. I don't know if you call them bushes and trees, but I think you I think can go trees. from a shrub to a tree, depending on how you prune it. The outside of mine was yellowish and the inside was bright pink. Pink! I know. And it was juicy and delicious. How was this the same fruit as Fig Newtons? I know they really messed it up when they put it in that nougat, right? Nabisco took something wonderful and completely mutilated it. So much of the world will never, ever know Nabisco's unadulterated version of the fig and never realize how wonderful its mother fruit really is. There's a wide variety of figs, mm-hmm. but fig jam is delicious. When you get that on like a charcuterie board, there's a, I don't know if is a Middle Eastern grandmother on TikTok that I love. Her grandson films her mm-hmm. and she really has a hard time with the word charcuterie. So does my mother. And she calls it the carchucci. 
have a cartucci board and he's like what is that and she goes the cartucci i want the cartucci board the way she says it with her accent is so funny and he's like okay grandma and she's like yeah, i like the cartucci is she like that's what she wants to order he's like okay okay it's just really funny she's there's a wise a grandmother i don't trust someone if they don't want to order a charcuterie board if it's on the menu yeah we almost always get it unless there's so many other yummy things and you're like i don't want to eat all that because then i'll be full yeah you know what i mean a, a cartucci board is <laughs> pretty filling <laughs> Depends on the place. Sometimes they're like a big mound and other times. That's how you know if a restaurant is not a very good restaurant, though. Yeah. Although they look like it's a good restaurant and they have a charcuterie But it shows up and you're like, that is just uh, some American cheese slices well, out sometimes of the plastic. It'll be, like, it'll be like chopped up cheddar. No offense. I don't discriminate when it comes to cheese. But that doesn't belong on the charcuterie board no, or a cartucci board either. Give me you know some exotics. Even just like a little bit of a... A brie cheese and a Humboldt goat cheese fog. or a, yeah, a blue. A Stilton. A, a Gruyere. Yeah. Anything. anything. Swiss. Anything. But cheddar. Just, I mean, if it was fantastic, don't get me wrong. If it was like a, a five-year-old be cheddar. Like and, a raw cow's milk cheddar from Italy, age 12 years. Mm. That's fucking delicious. But I'm talking just orange, like off Costco, Kirkland block of cheese cut into cubes. Yeah. It's like a snackable. A lunchable. A lunchable, thank you. Mm-hmm. And they just open that and put it on the board. And you're like, Who's, who are you shitting? You know, you know what would be funny? If you're a fancy restaurant, feel free to steal this idea, anybody, to put your char, your char cartucci board. <laughs> it's all fucked up my head now. But put it into a lunchable. Like in that kind of a thing. Oh, As that's brilliant. For, for like your presentation. That's your million dollar idea mm-hmm. right there. We sell those to restaurants. And, and and there's like a little plastic thing that you put over it. You call it the cartucci it board. And you get a you get a plastic uh, little cheese spreader stick. No, but it's it's no no. I've gone too far. Yes, we're not selling them their charcuterie boards. It's just an idea to we could sell them. We could sell them the plates for it. That's what I'm talking about. But it'd be like these little plastic things, and it could look like you could peel it or not. But it'll have real silverware in there and real fancy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down. I uh, and it'd be bigger than a lunchable, but you'll still get the gist that that's what it like is. It. It'll look like the pizza ones. You know those lunchables where you make your pizzas. Yeah, you know I used to love the ones that were like the the long saltines. Yeah. And and then. You mean like club crackers? No. Well, it was a. Oh, they were like oval, like the long oval. No, it was before the mm-hmm. lunchable. Okay. There was this other one, and it was a rectangle shape. And in the rectangle, there were two oh, compartments. the cheese and the sticks. The cheese. The breadsticks. The stick and then long saltines. Rectangle yes. of saltines. And you'd have that little red like spreader. That's the thing I'm talking about. And you'd spread the cheese. That's what, with your charcuterie board presentation that you're mm-hmm. talking about, we would also have the little plastic cheese spreader <laughs> like that. Just, just, just for old time's sake. Nostalgia, baby. Mm-hmm. Nostalgia. And, and oh, mm-hmm. and we would send it out to your table. In a lunchbox, like a Scooby-Doo motherfucker, cute, you know, cute. the mystery van on the front. So cute. And then your cocktail comes in a juice box. It's all retro. <laughs> oh, this is great. <laughs> it's called gin and juice. Yeah. And the uh, restaurant is called uh, 80s Vibes. Mm. V-I-B-E-Z. With like one of those hot pink triangles and the turquoise triangle turned the other For way. For sure. Almost like the way that. And everyone is dressed like Miami Vice. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, vans, shoes sunglasses yeah. like frog skin oakley's mm-hmm. totally dude pop in your collar totally you know, like a, a polo or an izod shirt mm-hmm. yeah call me the flamingo kid okay okay let's move on 
again took it too far but that's okay this was just like one idea in a fancy restaurant remember i started off saying in a fancy restaurant it'd be a cute idea for the charcuterie board to come out like a lunchable yeah yeah but the concept has expanded mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna need to find you see how our relationship is <laughs> okay back to figs yeah fig newtons okay. it's funny because as a kid i hated fig newtons i thought they were disgusting oh it was like an adult thing i was like oh because it didn't have chocolate in it so like why am i bothering there was no peanut butter wtf and it was like the cake would get stuck behind my teeth and on the top of my mouth and it'd be like gummy and i was like Bleh. it's a sophisticated uh cracker mm-hmm. dessert treat yeah <laughs> You, if anyone's ever had one, you know exactly how the the crumble, how the uh, the casing comes off, like mm-hmm. the rounded edge comes off first when you put it in your mouth. Oh, okay. No, I haven't eaten a lot of fig newtons. Oh, in my day. Oh, I mean, like I said, I didn't really like them. I do, however, love a dodgy jammer. And Jules has been so kind to send us those. And I just the other day opened up. So she sent us a bunch of things. So I'm enjoying them sparingly. The oat. The oatly kind of, I don't know if it's a digestive or whatever, but it's a chocolate covered cookie on one side and oat on the other. I love it. I was like, these are dangerous. Okay. Back to it, Amy. I'm so sorry. Says, you know, people, much of the world will never know Nabisco's um, adulterated version of the fig and never realize how wonderful its mother fruit really is. Sadly, I myself haven't seen another fig since. (gasps) They have them at the grocery store. Or maybe I have and just didn't recognize them. You had a yellow one, and they're not always yellow. The ones that I primarily see are like a deep purple purple. or brown, but same shape. And the inside is still pink. Sometimes the inside can be like a a lighter shade of pink. Could be purple, could be pink. It just depends depends on how you mix that drink. Mm -hmm, Exactly. But it has nothing to do with figs. Okay, apparently they grow in Madeira, Fresno, and Merced, which aren't too far from me. Is it Merced or Merced? Merced. Merced. I... I believe you can grow fig all throughout uh, the United States as well as some parts of Canada. I it, there's don't. just different types of figs because I, I look oh, at maybe them. Oh, maybe like because I was like, nobody grew them back home. And I'm sure my mom's probably tried. She tries everything. Hmm. But yeah. I think there's just different, different ones varietals. Are, yes. Hmm. Which aren't too far from me. I must now begin a quest to acquire some fresh figs. They had them, um, the brown, purpley kind. They had them at Trader Joe's, just FYI. So. We'll see. And see if they're as wonderful as I remember. I think they will be. Unfortunately, unless I renew my passport and come up with money to travel to the Mediterranean, I'll have to wait until summer. Mm. Amy. Good to hear from you. Thank you so much for writing in. We're going to finish this week's episode with a message from Tom. Okay. Are we ready? Oh, I think it's already playing. Sorry, Tom. Hold on. I got to turn the volume up. Turn it up. Hello, Katie and Sean and all the other viewers out there. Howdy do. It's Tom, your Virginia correspondent. It's a Sunday here. Just watched a little bit of the podcast and Mm -hmm. got a buddy coming over. We're going to get into this antique train set that another friend has given to me and see what all's there. Went up and lifted in Ohio yesterday and benched 685 pounds. 700 wasn't in the cards, though, so... I like how he's disappointed in that. I'm like, holy shit balls. That's like bench pressing a, a small golf cart. Yeah. I bench pressed a Honda Civic yesterday. And, know. Uh, you know, the Ford F-150 just wasn't in the cars. Tom Bodette and I'll leave the light on. I'm like, you. I barely can lift Roxy into the tub. Right. So yeah. I've got my kettlebell that weighs 36 pounds and that's pretty, 
Yeah, pretty, pretty heavy. Pretty, yeah. I mean, I do mainly body weight exercises like yoga and such, and that's plenty weight. That's plenty of weight for me. Yeah. But he's a, he's a super, super. Okay. Probably have to wait till later this summer, but a five-pound personal record's a personal record nevertheless. Amazing. So, just thinking here, saw that you all had a little ice storm down your way, and uh, mm. I've heard that the winter storms that hit Texas are quite unique because the fronts approach so quickly and cause the sky to turn some pretty funky colors. So, oh, I don't know. If that's the case, you all will have to tell me about it. We did. Honestly, we'll have to pay more attention. Uh, I haven't. I didn't. I don't know. Update on that. So, yeah. my sister was in town when that ice storm happened. Mm-hmm. And she sent me a photo today, and she's having an ice storm at her house. Oh, you're kidding. What's the common denominator? Yeah. No, ice. You blame my sister for the ice storm? <laughs> you set me up. You set me up. <laughs> no, she wasn't here when it happened, but she was flying in, remember? It already had happened. No. Do you remember the tree came oh, down? Oh, the trees came down when she was here. You're right. But yeah. it had started because her flight got delayed and canceled. It was canceled a three-day ice storm. Yeah. It was crazy. Crazy. Kim, you keep your eyes to yourself. You hear me? Keep it. To keep yourself. your ass to yourself, keep man. Keep that ass to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> have a little bit of snow here, but it was more of a nuisance than anything. Sorry to hear that you fell, Katie, but I'm glad you're okay. When did I fall? It's interesting <laughs> talking about the chiropractor there, that girl that mm. chimed in about her experience and some of the other issues she's having. I think that machine that she's talking about is called a reverse hyperextension that does decompression. I've got one of them in my garage. It's actually a physical therapy device and builds... I remember I fell on the the deck. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was like, when did I fall? And then I was like, Jesus, Katie, you can't remember. But how many times does... I don't know if anybody else like this. I'll have a bruise somewhere and I'll be like, what happened? I forget. And I'll tell you sometimes when I like hurt myself playing with a dog, I'm like, remind me when I say where this bruise come from. And you're like, you got it, dude. And then we both fucking just forget. Because <laughs> I like it when I find a random bruise on myself. I'm like, how did that get that's there? That's the thing you don't ooh, remember. Ooh, that's so, ooh. oh my goodness. It's Wow, that was a rough one. What happened? Why do Must... bruises turn such funny colors? Like I understand. Blood. Yeah, I understand blood going brown mm. from red. Why yellow? Yeah. I think it's because it's it's dissipated. Your body's like has taken it and like dispersed it. Kind of like with my finger, that little finger tourism bump I had that I had to get removed. Yeah. He said that when your body, then a blood vessel bursts, which I'm not saying that's what bruising does. And we could probably Google this, but um, it tries to like heal it and then process through the blood. Mm. And so my guess would be that when it damages the tissue and blood's released from small blood vessels, it tries to repair them and disperse the blood and it just takes a while. I always envisioned it's like construction, you know, like mm-hmm. where roadways become damaged and then mm-hmm. the road crew shows up. Yeah, like your road crew showing the, up to like yeah. fix up your bruise. But some of the road crews are different, right? Like the, the white blood cell is a different road crew than mm-hmm. that's the one that fights infections, I think. As a bruise begins to heal, it changes colors. The color changes due to the biochemical breakdown of hemoglobin that is found in the blood. Mm-hmm. As the different components of the blood are broken down, the different colors will appear in a bruise. Interesting. So mm-hmm. the hemoglobin, when it's when It's, it's the iron-containing substance that carries oxygen in the blood. Right. So a hemophiliac is somebody mm-hmm. who does not have uh, hemoglobin or as much hemoglobin, and therefore the... Uh, it, 
I don't da- think bruises are really dangerous because that the blood won't uh, doesn't coagulate. Right. But I don't think it's hemoglobin that they're missing because hemoglobin just carries the iron. It's not the coagulant. Check what a hemophiliac is. We're going deep. This is our <laughs> science segment, Tom. Hemophiliac. There we go. I was like, I don't know how to spell it. Okay. There was a, a, a disorder ke- which blood doesn't clot normally. Um, it's a treatment can help, but it, there's a condition cannot be cured. It's not really telling me. Okay, here I got. I was like, I got to get into something here. It's usually an inherited bleeding disorder in which the blood does not clot properly. We already know this. Oh, they can have low levels. So people with hemophilia have low levels of either factor eight or factor nine. Hmm. The blood contains many proteins called clotting factors that can help stop bleeding. So it's not hemoglobin. Okay. That's the iron. Um, But it's caused by mutation or change in one of the genes that provides instructions for making the clotting factor. These genes are located in the X chromosome. Males have one X and one I chromosome and females have two X chromosomes. Males inherit the X from their mothers and the Y from their fathers. Females inherit the X from each parent. Gotcha. And then these. So anyway, that's how it's given to you. And then if someone is a carrier... If a female in your life has an X chromosome that has the hemophilia, it could you could get it. I remember in the fifth grade at Wilder Penfield Elementary School, mm-hmm. there was um, a kid at the school, mm-hmm. and they had hemophilia. They, oh. they were a hemophiliac, uh-huh. and everyone was you know the, told, you have to be aware of it. Be aware because this kid cannot. You can't bump it. You know you mm-hmm. can't roughhouse. You know how kids are. So everyone had to. It's so much more treatable now at the Healthy Voices Conference for a few years. So I guess the last year, last year I went in person and then two years before that in 2019 I went. Okay. And they have um, advocates there who have uh, hemophilia. I wonder if they and just give you hemoglobin infusions. Remember, it's not hemoglobin that they're low oh, on. Oh, I'm sorry. Stop false facts. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, factor eight and factor nine. So maybe they just that are give you a trans- transfusion. With the factor, I'd nine. assume it, it in some way either is a clotting agent mm-hmm. or is instructions for your. Oh, you didn't come with those blueprints. Yeah, it does know how. I don't know how, but I know it's an injection because, and they have to do it every every day or every three mm-hmm. days or something. I forget. But one of the guys there that was an advocate for that was telling me about it because I was like, oh, you know. He also, he's like, I wasn't really big into sports when I was a kid, so it didn't really upset me that I couldn't do stuff like that. Right. He got it from his his mom, okay. I think. And his sister also has it. It's amazing, though, how far science has come, mm-hmm. if you're saying that. that yeah, it's totally is, managed. He's, he said wow. he doesn't have to worry anymore. I mean, I don't know the whole span of his life, but like he and his boyfriend live happily. They live in Boston, happy-go-lucky, doing his thing. No big deal. He just has to take his medicine. Hmm. But, you know, just like anything, take your medicine. I take my vitamins every morning. Could have, you know, same idea. Okay. Also at the same time, so Sorry, back Tom. when I was doing all three of the lifts, I was on that puppy four times a week if I could be. Oh, the mm-hmm. anyway that popper thing, yeah. It's interesting what Katie brought up about how people should have a tab in their chart if you have a certain issue. Well, you got to tell three fucking people the problem, and mm-hmm. then you get to see the doctor. It seems. Why are you here? You tell the receptionist. You tell the nurse or the medical assistant or whoever and you know what they're all just a bunch of annoying folks is what i have to say i don't think much of doctors but i wonder what that tab would say in my chart (laughs) sore back (laughs) no but some people um it can feel like that and it is a bummer 
I think it sucks how it's almost like how many times you have to tell them, like you said, receptionist, nurse, maybe second nurse, then doctor. But even um, sometimes then the doctor still asks, and it's like, did they not write it in the chart or why are they asking? But I also find this, and I know this is like a b- big pivot and I'm not going to pivot too long, but I've had members of our community who've had to file like, you know, assault charges or something or like rape charges. And you have to tell the police that they're there in the moment. Then you have to go to the station you make a formal statement. Then you have to go and they make you do it like over and over and over. You have to tell it like five or six times. And I don't know if they're seeing if your story changes or not, but like, why, why is this still, I why do you make people say it over and over and over? When I call the bank mm-hmm. and they ask you, what are you calling for? And you tell the person, they're like, okay, let me put you in the right. transfer. And, and then, then the other person is like, and can I get your name? And All what's the information the you already I'm gave. like, I just gave it to the last person. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Let me uh, pass you off to the janitor mm-hmm. and they're going to take your right social now, security. Again, for the fourth time. I'm having a frustrating time with the state of Texas getting my MFT license transferred. Well, not transferred, but just getting it in Texas because I have it in California already. Every time I call, the person at the front will be like, what's your name? And then they look, they're like, oh, I'm looking at your file right now. Okay, everything looks in line. It doesn't look like we have your test. Did you take that test online? I'm like, yeah, I did and I passed, but I'm happy to take it again. Do you need me to take it again? Well, I don't know. Somebody's looking at your chart. Let me forward you over to them. And then that person never picks up and I leave a message and it drives me crazy because I'm like, can't you just tell me what you need me to do and I'll just do it again. If it's not in your system, I'll do it again. I don't care. We'll just, I, let me, fin- let's wrap this up. It's been like six months, you know? And they're like, Ooh, this has been a while. I'm like, yeah, you're inefficient. Get back to me. <laughs> anyway, frustration. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> I can't get your phone. There we go. I refused to see an orthopedist a couple years ago. I had a lap pull down, tip over, and mash my hand. A buddy of mine wanted me to see him, and I just refused to go to the appointment when they called and tried to schedule me. So Mm. between that and going against medical advice when I had the blood clots, I threw the discharge papers in the rubbish barrel and was back in the gym lifting the day after discharge just thought hey i got pneumonia and i gotta get this shit out of me and Mm. there's one way i know to make myself take a deep breath and that's doing box squats so box squats it was also i had a buddy try to put me on cholesterol medicine and i told him no way in hell and he argued with me and i wound up winning the argument and the end of it was are you going to take these, Tom? I said, hell no, I'm not. And that was that. Yeah, statins are very interesting. I hear a lot of people are not. In, once you do the research. It's like you can't get off of them, right? Isn't it one of those things? I'm not sure, but a lot of people are really against them. I understand, though, the need for them. Mm-hmm. And certainly, you know, if 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 the alternative is, is bleak, yeah. um, then maybe you should take them. But I think a lot of people get on them. Because the doctor says you should be on statins, you know, mm-hmm. and control your cholesterol. But they, rather than adjustments to diet or exercise or whatnot, um, you know, like you shouldn't be looking for the pill to fix you. Yeah, you should figure out what the cause, if there is an organic cause, you should work. Because some people, obviously, there's genetic factors right. that can lead to things. I agree with that. But also, my grandma was stubborn, kind of like Tom, where she was like, I don't, um, like, he was like, you need to take potassium. And, she, and so he, told her she should eat more bananas and she was like well i could probably eat a half a banana a day and he was like no you need to eat like six bananas and her regular doctor was like no no, that's too much sugar for her so i'm going to give her potassium supplements you think she ever took those i even did research for her because my grandma's really suspicious of doctors because you know she's a doctor herself not at all my papa would give her such a hard time he's like you think 
doctors that went to medical school are better than your high school diploma like why are you arguing with them she argued with them on every point and because papa was like a go to the doctor take care of himself kind of guy my grandma was not it was like role reversal um i looked up how potassium helps with your muscles flexing and that's why it's important for her heart because she had trouble with her heart still would potassium an electrolyte Mm -hmm. it works with them i don't know if it is technically an electrolyte they're buddies though they they do the electricity they do the electricity no, but potassium is something that your muscles need in order to flex. So it's like something that your body needs to do that, to do the lifting. I still think it's amazing that there's electrical uh, systems inside of right? organic compounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, mainly because I don't know anything about science, but I'm like. Is that why potatoes can uh, try to do a battery, make a battery light up? My goodness. I have no idea. <laughs> okay, let's get back to Tom. Sorry, Tom. Can I make a battery light up? He says, handle this guy with care. He's a crazy bastard. <laughs> I tell you something though I believe people know what's best for themselves and I think that carries a hell of a lot more weight than some doctor that has an ego thinks or Mm -hmm. wants to duty you to make a little profit Uh, no disrespect to you doctors out there but the ones I've dealt with over the years are assholes so that's Tom from Virginia's two (laughs) cents right there other than that, I was glad to see you all this week. Didn't get to see you last week and it was kind of sad. Sorry. Tell you something. You all ain't the most consistent, but Tom from Virginia is always, always happy to see you. <laughs> hey, Tom, you're going to... Sorry, we're not consistent. He's shooting for 700 pounds or 600 pounds? What is he... No, he just benched... It was six, six something, 680 that he benched, so he's looking for seven. Man. I'd assume. You're going to get it this summer. Pump you up. Pump you up. Yeah. And and then you're unfortunately you're going to have to see a doctor because your back is going to be sore. <laughs> no, I wonder if your knees are a mess from, from doing this sort of stuff or if you just, the, the tissue gets so strong. I don't know. He'd have to tell us. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, it's interesting though, because some, I, it's just like any job. I think this is something that I always reiterate with people, especially when it comes like therapists and stuff. Some people are good at their job. Some people are not. Some doctors are good. Some are not. I've had both. I've had great doctors and I've had bad doctors. Um, and some that rush you and don't like, I have, uh, had an OBGYN that I saw here and I would never go back. And it's kind of funny, not because they were abrasive or it was just so fast. They're like, do you have any concerns? And I was like, no, not really. Okay. And they just like moved on. Like it was like bump, a bump, a bump. And as I was there, I was thinking if I was one of my patients or viewers who had a tough time with this, this would be terrible. This would be a total disaster for me because there was legitimately no time. They're like, okay, lean back. Okay. You know, it was like, yeah. And they're like, okay, we'll see you next. It was just nothing. And then it was funny because they reached out and they're like, we're not taking your insurance anymore. You can switch to one of these. I was like, fuck you. I'm going to find somebody better anyway. I don't like it. I don't like to feel rushed to the doctor. Yeah, what do they call a doctor who got C's in uh, in college? Doctor. Yeah, but I do miss Maria, my old OB in Santa Monica. She took so much time. I wish everybody could have. It's the Santa Monica Bay Women's Group, I think is what it's called, or Santa Monica Women's Health Group. They've changed the name a couple of times, but I followed them all over Santa Monica as they moved offices because she would always talk me through things and explain things and if I had any questions. And Once you get a good doctor. I know, I'm... I'm like part of me is like it's only once a year maybe i'll just go back to maria right <laughs> just fly to la for that one appointment because at least i know she's like taking time it's your being health considerate and i want them to catch things like how you know 
I'm getting to the age where I have to do the boob squish and I could have like cervical cancer and things I want them to make sure they're screening for. I'm not saying the other one wasn't, but you know what I mean? You just don't feel like they're taking the time. I like to know they take the time. That's why I think people who have money, like if we have money, I do that like personalized healthcare thing. Oh yeah. That's like, because you only get one body, right? And I want to take care of it. Hmm. So anyway, thank you, Tom. It's good to hear. I was waiting for the tippy taps. I didn't get any tippy taps this time, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, I appreciate you and sorry we're not very consistent. We're working on it. Okay. Well, with that said, yes. thank you for joining us for another episode of Opinions. And we're up into February now. We're like February 4th or something in our letters. Perfect. So if, you're, if your letter's next, you know you know it's coming. I see some, another one from Amy. I see some from Ben. We've got people lined up. We'll get through your letters, I promise. Cool. Okay. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.